at the museum with Alan and Daniel. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Everyone come gather round, listen to your favorite sound. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoftal at C70 with me, Alan Medlock at a Medlock one on. We're still calling it Twitter. Um, it has been I thought about a, that last week. Honestly, yeah. I thought about that last week. I was like, it's so hard for me to change it. So go ahead. Yeah. Nobody does. Nobody. I mean, who calls yeah. it X? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, besides the fact it's kind of a stupid name. I mean, I know. would go to another platform if there was one comparable to, to my, you know, to my, yeah. not, to my, I wouldn't say needs, but my wants and, you know, my entertainment needs, I guess, but. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. I mean, I've, you yeah. know, I've joined up on some of the other ones to some degree just to reserve the name in case anything happens. But sure, you know, I haven't necessarily, you know, threads just didn't do much for me because it was never in order. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the critical mass, right? I mean, you've got to have the, the number of people that make agreed. the jump, uh, yeah, agreed. you know, and, and make it worth it. Um, because that's, that's what, Twitter is, I think for the, when you do it right. And we've, you know, heck I put out the things at the end of the year about, you know, who the follows are and stuff like that. It'll be time for that voting to come around here pretty soon too. But you know, it's community, right? I mean, that's what we have gotten out of it. It's not, I mean, yes, it's, it's sometimes dropping of news and reaction and stuff, but I think it's also that community of people that uh, you interact with, you discuss things with and all that. And, you know, if you're continuing to have to check that for those people anyway, then, then why do you move? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it's, uh, <laughs> I, 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 if we could all do it together, I would definitely do it. But you know, I'd say I'm not overly stressed about it either, but yeah, no. yeah that's uh, it's just tough for a name change. So. Yeah. I have heard good things about blue sky, but I haven't gotten an invite over there yet. So I don't uh, even know what that is. Uh, it's one that's apparently similar type of competitor from what i understand but from what i have heard it has kind of that early twitter vibe to it so okay but it's also invite only so uh you get on the waiting list and you know but i think they're being a little bit cautious with the rollout to some degree so okay cool um anyway yeah yeah okay this is what we're doing now um we have no idea what to talk about yeah if you listen to me on tag portion you probably want to turn it off right now (laughs) because anything i touch goes to crap (laughs) Alan and I, we, we've we've kind of talked about it before the show. It's like, what are we going to do for the next two months to some degree? Uh, there'll be moments and highlights and things to talk about. And we do have some things. We will get to baseball at some point in time. But I think we leave ourselves open to just, you know, rambling on about, you know, Alan's baseball team and in the beginning of school and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and just trying to, to fill some time. And, and, you know, I don't know how many people that are listening want to rehash what the Cardinals are doing right now either. So, uh, so if you, if you like this, if you, if you want us to get a little bit more off topic, let us know. If you say just baseball because y'all are idiots, then 
that's fine too. Um, and we do have some things to talk about. We, Alan, and we talked about it as we were getting ready for the show, but last night's game was probably the impetus for, uh, some discussion. And I honestly, I was sitting this morning working on a sub stack post on the same topic. Adam Wainwright goes out against a Royals team that is not good. It's worse than the Cardinals and gives up eight runs before he gets, well, he only gets three outs, um, finishes, pitches into the second, but doesn't record any outs there. Um, you know, here, here we are at the midpoint of August almost. And Adam Wainwright has an ERA that's approaching nine. Uh, this has definitely not been the year that Adam Wainwright thought it was going to be. No, no, no. And it's, you know, it's difficult. And whenever the game started, I mean, it was, it was ugly early and I was, I was kind of dreading this portion of it because I was like, man, it seemed like we beat him up the whole time. Mm-hmm. He deserves better, but, but it, it's, it's tough to watch right now. And, um, and I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I, 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 I would assume, I would assume you run run him out there for what he's done to the uh, rotation if he wants to go out there, especially where you are. Um, you know, I'm, I, it, I, I don't know. You get a, you get some mixed signals because of the, you know, the selling mindset at the deadline. But you know, you're nine and a half out, but you're chasing your whole division of a wild card. But it's still, I don't think they want to look like they've given up because I think going back a few days. I, I feel like they overthought the taking Michaelis out of the game, mm. you know, situation. As yeah. a, I was like, in this situation, though, I mean, why does he not get a hundred pitches, regardless, you know, type right. type deal? So, but I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit. But to me, I feel like if Wainwright wants to start the next one, he's going to. Um, but I mean, this is what the this is the second of of his last three starts that have just been difficult, difficult to watch. I was looking it up, except for that post. Um, you know, he's made four starts now since he came off the injured list. The first one, he gave up two and five against the Diamondbacks, which is reasonable and then fine. And the second one, he gave up the four to the Cubs, but that was on a couple of two-run home runs, which if you eliminate that, and he went six innings. It's just these last two, you know, seven against the Rockies, now eight against the Cubs, or the Royals, that that really stand out. And you just wonder... You know, I was watching the the post game comments from him, and and some of them were in line with what we usually hear that you know he has, but even he admitted he had nothing yesterday, um, and he was talking about how well he pitched in his bullpen, you know, a couple of days ago, and I wonder if that's just like they're just going to say, look, guy, just just go out there and pitch every five days. Don't worry about anything in between. Save everything you've got because it kind of feels like if you look at that progression from when he had the two, three weeks off on the injured list, you know, it's gotten worse since that. And maybe he just needs more rest between, you know, outings or something like that. Maybe they juggle the rotation somewhat, but I don't know. I think that, but I think you're right. I think they, they continue to try to find something because I mean, why not? I mean, you know, what's, yeah. what's the downside to Adam Wayne? I mean, even if, if you lose, you're getting better lined up for next year's draft pick and you're not going to, you know, this, the season's over. So at best he gets to 200 wins and you have something to be happy about. Yeah. I mean, that's, that should be the, uh, the goal at this point. Completely agree of uh, let's find a little bit of shine or a little bit of uh, uh, shine to put on this year. I mean, yeah, here's my thing. I feel like I can be ultra critical of the, uh, 
the, the uh, I don't know how else to say this, of the uh, kind of the outburst nature of some of the Cardinals fans. I mm. get a, I, it's just, isn't this just typical that everybody's just bemoaning the Wainwright start for being terrible and also bemoaning the Liberator and Hudson starts for being good? you know what i mean is that yeah, that's yeah, where we are yeah, yeah i mean it's pretty ugly and and i was like man we, we need something there needs to be some kind of positivity yeah i agree um i think i think there was a lot of people that were kind of i mean they're right there were probably some that just like hey why aren't you know unfortunately they were doing well and we should have lost and all that but i think there were a lot of people that were excited about what matthew Libertor did and one person that was excited about that was adam wainwright you saw you know him in the dugout just being like a, a proud dad on Libertor getting out there and, and doing that against the Rays. Um, but yeah, I don't, it is where it is a, a situation. Nobody's terribly happy with this and frustrations uh, yeah. mount and, and you start looking for reasons to be mad at some degree too. And, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I, what do you think? You know, there's been some talk, online, not seeing it from the Cardinals and nothing from Adam Wainwright, of course, but there's been some ideas of, Hey, why don't you let Zach Thompson start and go three or four innings and let, then let Adam Wainwright pitch the fifth and sixth and maybe get a win, a couple of wins that way, you know, to vulture those last couple of wins. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, knee jerk. I'm like, hi, that seems so cheap to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't, I, we, we also, I don't know. I want to see him get across that threshold, honestly. So, I mean, I'm indifferent. Um, I'm not sure they would get that creative and I'm not sure Wayne would want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the case. I don't think Wayne, I think Wainwright thinks of himself as a starting pitcher. Right. And if he's yeah. coming in to just, I, he's not there. To, he wants those wins. I don't get me wrong. And that may be, was some of his motivation for coming back. I think the biggest motivation for him coming back was not pitching well in September. I think if yeah. he pitches well last September, he probably calls it a day. But anyway, um, to get a chance to get those two wins, um, or I guess it was five coming into this year, uh, I think that's what he was one of the reasons that he came back. But I don't think it's like, I have to do everything I possibly can to get those wins. Um, and I do think you're right that, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. I don't think Adam Wainwright would like it. I think people would always put a little bit of an asterisk by that. I mean, at some point in time, people don't, Hey, he won 200 win games. And, you know, obviously he won some games out of the bullpen anyway, but I think that, you know, trying to get to that milestone by ledger domain is a little bit of, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me either. Um, and I I just if Adam Wainwright can't go the five innings, I don't think he wants that win. Yeah. Now, now look, I'm not saying that he needs to go six or seven. I mean, if he can go five innings and get if he can go five innings, give up four runs and win six to four, that's great. I mean, you know, I, I'm but I don't, you know, I just rather him not necessarily take advantage of somebody else's work. To start sure. with, although he's taking advantage of the bullpen to keep his lead. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm being a little hypercritical there, but it feels a difference to me. Yeah. It's uh 
No, I agree with that. And, you know, a few of my uh, buddies on uh, off the thread through text yesterday were kind of saying the same thing. So the only way this is going to happen is if he comes in and mop up relief and wins one and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I just, I just do not see a situation where he accepts that. Now, I will say somebody pointed out last night, and I can't find the tweet um, now, but um, that this is really the way to treat Adam Wainwright. Let him go out there. See if he has anything that night. And if he doesn't, have somebody ready to go, right? Zach Thompson came in in the second inning, pitched four innings. Um, you know, have somebody like that ready. Almost like a piggyback start. Just have somebody ready to go. And if Adam Wainwright has it that day and he can go four or five or six innings or whatever, and all the better. But I think to some degree, maybe you have maybe a quicker hook, um, you know, if it's, you know, if he's given up four runs in the first, maybe he doesn't come back out there. Yeah. Um, although it was Kansas city. And, you know, sometimes it's one of those things where we've talked about it, right. You know, if you get, a, you get to a pitcher earlier, you don't get to him. Um, and so, okay. Yeah. You give it four, but maybe he's settled in now. Maybe you just don't give him that benefit of the doubt these days, but um, still, uh, you know, kind of, kind of be ready to pull him early, but hope that he can go longer. I, I think, Again, especially with the Cardinals being so bad, that that's what you do with him. Yeah, yeah, it's and I hate to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? But but the, the the sad part about it is we knew that this was a possibility that was probably, I mean, greater than we wanted to accept. Yeah, you know, and that's and that stinks. Yeah, I think we, I think I did. I think there was a lot of people that had some optimism that when Rainwright came out and said, Hey, look, I took that ball off my knee. We saw that the extension, I know that I know what I need to do. I know that. And especially since he was so good for most of last year, yeah, that that made sense, right? That, okay. Why would, why do you fall apart in September? Okay. He's made these adjustments. It'll be, you know, maybe not as good as last year, but it'll be reasonable enough for him to come back. You know, whether getting hurt in the WC affected things, whether it just never was going to be that good, I don't know. Um, but it's been it's been rough. And I do think that, yeah, best case scenario would probably would have been for him to walk off with the audience and Albert last year. But, you know, it's also these guys are competitors and no, agreed. Yeah. They have a have a right, and a, a, especially with a guy like Wainwright uh, that has has a little bit of a say in how he goes out. And if he does, that's the way he wants to give it one more shot. Then I think the Cardinals were it was good for the Cardinals to to give him a chance to do that. Yeah, no, I agree completely, completely earned, completely deserved, and um, you know it, it's tough to say otherwise. You know these, and you're right; these guys want to compete. Um, he wanted to come out and, and do his thing and, and felt like he could probably do some kind of a uh, similar to what Albert did last year and what Yachty did for the most part last year of go out on a high note. And that's what he's yeah. trying to do. And, I mean, he, he deserves that. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, there was skepticism, but, but no one complained when he decided to do it. And I don't know that we'll, five years from now, remember this too much. I mean, some Cardinal fans will kind of remember it, but that's not going to be a big deal, right? I mean, it's, you know, you don't think of Bob Gibson having, what was it, a 5 ERA or 6 ERA or whatever it was his last year. Um, you don't think of, a lot of people don't typically think of Willie Mays 
running around in the Mets outfield and not yeah. looking like about a shade of what he was. I mean, those memories are there a little bit. You kind of, you have them, but it's, does it really, that's not what you first think of when you think of these guys and you have to really kind of know their history to get into it. Yeah. When we think about a Wainwright in two or three years, I mean, it's always going to be what the Beltran strikeouts and yep. you know, the, the 20 win seasons and, you know, just being that. Closing out of six. You know, yeah. Like this. yeah. You're right. And the, and the person that he was as well, yeah. the, you know, the, you know, the big personality, the, philanthropist the guy that's you know doing so much for charities and things like that started big league impact you know and that's going to last longer than his, his major league career is going to have so uh, yeah so i mean you know the people that say this tarnishes it i mean it's not the way you want it to go out but i don't think it makes much difference to to what and how we think about him Wainwright. we're not going to see him get the red jacket and say well man that those last two months that was or that last year was just terrible I think you're going to celebrate everything that he actually did. And, yeah. and if you don't, I mean, I mean, we are captured in the moment sometimes, but I think once yeah. you get out of that moment and out, out of this season, it's becomes less and less of an issue. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, it, uh, it it's, it's tough right now because it's tough all around, but I think, you know, time heals all wounds and, and uh, you know, let's see if you can get 200 and end it on a high note and uh, you know, possibly go from there. But, yeah, this doesn't look overly promising, but I think in the long term he'll be remembered. This will be forgotten, and all the good things will shadow the rest. Um, and like I said, one of my one of my benefits of this year, I guess, of not being able to watch baseball games is that, or at least Cardinal games, is not having to see Wainwright go through this. But you watched last night. What did you think of Zach Thompson? Because it seems like Thompson well, has pitched better coming up than. And you're about to tell me you didn't actually watch Jack Thompson. Well, I gave up after the Wainwright inning. <laughs> it, it was one of those, it was just kind of the kick in the gut. And I'm like, well, they're not going to score enough. And, and I, uh, you know, I had to, more importantly, I had to catch up on winning time. You know, I haven't watched yeah. it, season one, episode one yet. So I had to watch <laughs> it and it worked perfectly. And I followed online, but, you know, I did not follow follow as much. But it is funny, I... I will, was going to tell you this. I just by following along on game day and watching those things, I'm, I was like, Thompson has kind of moved the needle for me a little bit. And I thought, well, the, I hope he gets an extended run, you know, soon just to see what what is uh, what could possibly be a role or or where he ends up next year. I I have been impressed with how well Thompson has pitched since coming back to the big leagues for how bad he was pitching in AAA. Because I honestly had an idea that maybe the Cardinals had broken him. You know, he was such a good reliever, and then they sent him down to start because he'd been a starter before. And his, I, I feel like when he was coming up as a starter before, he was on the prospect list, but he wasn't necessarily, you know, a really great starter prospect. He was he was going to be serviceable. Uh, you know, maybe in the line of the Woodford Hudson's, all that kind of stuff, maybe a little bit better. I, I don't know. Kyle is probably listening to this and yelling at me right now. Um but, you know, coming back up, he is really, it's like, it's like a triple a didn't, wasn't even there. Right. I mean, he just kind of put that aside and has pitched really well. Um, and I, I think he's probably in that. I feel like that fifth starter is going to be somebody out of the organization next year. Right. And I would think he's so. probably put himself in the mix for at least for that kind of discussion. Do you think I would? Yeah, I would think so. I, 
one, I feel like any of these conversations maybe dashes hopes of them going to get somebody else. But you and I are, are on record and we know we talk a lot about the fact that you, we think that they're going to dabble in some pretty big names of, you know, whoever's out there. They yeah. owe it to themselves to do it. They, you know, and, and, and they need it. Mm-hmm. But then you start wondering, you know, what is, you know, I would think Matt's is locked in now. Uh, right. I would think Michaelis, you know, we knew he was in the beginning. And then the chips fall from there. Um, are we getting lulled into the fact that it may be Libertor Hudson? And then things get really interesting. Or is it just going to be an open competition to, to win those? And I'm not sure that's not going to be a popular opinion either. I think that, and I was listening to the Colonels off day guys talk about this, and it's, a, and it's also true. that I, And it kind of something I was thinking about as well. Um, they're going to want flexibility in at least one of those spotter, starter spots. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I don't think they're going to run the risk. I mean, Dakota Hudson had, his last start was not necessarily that great. I mean, it was good enough, but it wasn't necessarily that great. And and it's Dakota Hudson. And no, I, I, compl- I agree Labor tour, obviously, that that moves the needle a little bit. And, and Thompson's yeah. in there. And you've got, Tink Kent's is probably still another year away. Um, you've got all these guys that they just traded for that might have been knocking on the door, depending on how things go. Graceppo and McGreevy maybe are in that mix. So I think they're going to want something like that. I think they go out and sign a free agent. I think they go out and trade for a guy. And I think the fifth, that third spot in the rotation, or which is actually the fifth spot, but the third opening um, is that rotation or at least competition. Whereas, you know, if Libertor doesn't comes in and doesn't cut it, then they've got, you know, Thompson ready uh, and they can switch out or something like that. But I don't think they, I don't think they use two of those three spots on, on people in the organization. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I, I, I hope that's the, the way that they go about it. And I feel like they, they almost have to go that way about about it now as being as open as they were about uh, needing to improve. So yeah, there's going to be names out there and you, I mean, you named every one of them and, and touched on that about how they're going to improve, but, like I said, if they if, if they're not in on snail slash Nola, et, et cetera, we're going to be disappointed. And I kind of feel like it needs to go from there, and uh, that needs to lead the charge. And then Michaelis and 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 Matts will be the first two behind that. That I feel like that should be the priority. I will say, and I don't believe they will do it, and I don't think that's what they should do, and I don't think all those caveats. But I do think that if they just went, if they just got one good starter. I mean, like, like a number one or number two, whether in trade or, or in free agency. Um, and they filled the two spots with Libertor and, you know, uh, Kloffenstein or something like that. Yeah. It's not enough to necessarily get, it's definitely not enough to make them, you know, contenders, but this office is, is good. Yeah. And that, could be enough to have a winning season next year, like at 81, 82 wins. Now that's not what the club wins looks for. And again, they need to, to really revamp this, but I think there could be an argument to be made. If this offense can do what it's supposed to do that even if Steve, and now again, there's ifs, right? I mean, that's if Steven Matz is going to be the Steven Matz we've seen over the last six starts versus what we've seen earlier. And it does seem like he's changed something. 
you know, is Miles Michaelis still going to be Miles Michaelis? Is the person that you bring in as effective as you expect to be? But there's, there's a scenario where that works. I wouldn't necessarily want to bet on it, but I could see a scenario where that works. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, famous last words, um, you know, like I said, the father time aspect and, and all kinds of stuff like that, but hasn't Michaelis always been what he's been when he's healthy? Pretty much. I feel like that's going to, that's a pretty consistent. I mean, I, I really, that's the starter. I really like personally. I really like Matt's and uh, I, that's what yeah. I was disheart, disheartened by that because by his start, cause I'm thinking, Oh boy, this is going to be a disaster, but I feel like he's pitched well enough that, that, that you can count on him next year as well. And then you can, can kind of go from there and, and you know what you you had named them, but some of the prospects are are coming quickly, and I think that's actually why they went to get win and got them. But um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I I mean, I'm guilty of drinking the Kool Aid, I guess. But I do think that they will be a contender at the top of the, of the division next year. I th- I do think this is the outlier. I just think everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. There's no doubt about that. I mean. And there's so many variables in this, right? I mean, you bring in a new catcher, which, again, I don't want to put blame on Contreras at all sure. because I don't think that's it. But then, you know, that's you know, if that if that was the only thing, okay, that's that's something you deal with. But then you know, you add the WBC, and then you add you know just ineffectiveness, uh, which you did not necessarily expect from some of these guys, especially to start the year. I mean, Michaelis was terrible in in April, uh, which did not help, and you know, Jack Flaherty finally found it before he got traded, but you know, had some struggles. Um, yeah, you're right. I, and, and then, yeah. And then the, the games, and especially in April where the, uh, you know, the Cardinals got good pitching and then just, you know, didn't, the offense didn't show up. So, uh, you know, it took a while for Nolan Arenado to get started. Um, you know, so many different variables in this season that if, you know, even if just one or two of them go the Cardinals way, I don't know that they're winning the division, but they're at least, they're probably not selling to the deadline. Um, yeah. but, but none of them did. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, you could link up just about every scenario that was just, that was not good, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's something that we just didn't anticipate seeing. And, and uh, I, I just, you still have, I, I still feel like you have the two superstars. And I think that will be, you're, you're going to, you know, what you're going to get out of both of those, or at least close to career lines and that, even though age may be taking its toll. But, I mean, do you feel like you're going to – do you feel like Gorman has, has turned a corner? Seems to have. Agree. Seems to have. Yeah. I mean, he, he's still going to have that strikeout in this game. and Completely agree. But, you know, I think he's definitely got to the point where you can – it would make it very difficult for the Cardinals to trade him this offseason, even yeah. if they are looking for a really good starter. I, I mean, I, I – It'd have to be a really good starter, right? What? I mean, no, agreed. And then, doesn't that give you optimism for Walker? I think so. Somebody pointed out on Twitter. I saw that tweet, tweet of you know two thousand and two Gorman uh, to two thousand and three Walker, and then you see two thousand and three Gorman to maybe two thousand and four Walker. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to that. And, right? and, and keep in mind that we're both learning a new position on the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, so that makes me. I mean, I feel like you put Walker in right field, and then you leave him there next year. Um, do you? Are you in an outfield right now? Okay, let me let, let's ask. I want a scenario. You then? Okay. 
Newt Bar, Carlson, O'Neal, are they on the opening day roster? How many of those are on the opening day roster next year? I would be stunned if Newt Bar wasn't. Agreed. Um, I think I think it's possible that if there was if he go if he's not, it's because they've gotten a very Dylan Cease type, you know, somebody young, sure. somebody under control, somebody that's already proven themselves. And Newt Bar is the main part of the package. Um, so, yeah, I think he's there. Um, I think they probably... I think it, it, it will depend on the next couple months for O'Neal. If he kind of proves that he's back to things, he could have some value for next year, more so than Dylan Carlson. Um, Dylan Carlson's going to have some value, but if O'Neal comes back and... And I haven't, you know, I don't know exactly what he's, his line has looked like since he's come back. And we're going to talk about Tyler O'Neill here in a little bit, probably. So um, I think, you know, one of those guys isn't at least. Uh, I'm probably just one. Um, although I, I, it's a possibility of both, but I think, I think it seems, it seems very unlikely that Carlson's there, it, even though I just think. That, just due to the handling. Yeah, that's. Yeah. You, you have how they've handled Carlson and the smoke with O'Neal that make those two spots interesting to me, which, mm-hmm. which I know that we're going to talk about O'Neal here in a second, but it does make me wonder if they're not going to be in the center, center field market a little bit in the off season. I mean, it may depend on how quickly they make a trade, right? Yeah. If they make, if they make a trade for a starter that takes the, that requires, requires new bar or requires O'Neill or whatever they might look at that because Alec Burleson and I think that's you know they like Alec Burleson but I, it's hard yeah. for me to see him in the outfield you know are they going to let him DH more or whatever but you know you've got all that you don't I I, I don't want them to get to the point you know it's, it's kind of like pitching right five years ago six years ago seven years ago now probably maybe longer they had all these pitchers and you could trade Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallant for Marcelo Zuna because you had all these pitchers, you know, and, and then all of a sudden the pitching well drew dried up and we see what it looks like this year. Um, I don't miss I know they have a ton of outfielders. I just don't want them to get so thin on outfielders that they have to go into the free agent market. Yeah, that, that that's something that I hadn't considered. It seems like uh, maybe just going and, and bringing somebody in may lead to the, you know, the convoluted aspect that we seem like has been 10 years in the making, mm-hmm. you know, it, but I agree with you on Burleson. I, I, I feel like he's going to be a part of the team next year. And I think that part of that is going to be honestly, the shortstop, the, the shortstop positions is going to dictate a lot of what goes on period, because I think that you, they feel like they could probably get away with, DH and Gorman a lot or feel like he's going to play second base a lot. And it's going to be a Donovan type Edmund situation at shortstop. I do not. What I worry about with, with, with the win coming is that they're going to fall in love with this Edmund to center field deal again, which I just don't feel like is mm. a perfect fit. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see the, yeah, the, the trades, which they, which are, pre, which is their preferred method to do business will probably dictate about just about anything. And, uh, and that may 
And that may that may tell the whole story on the roster next year because I would think that even though the offense is good, I think we're going to see some movement on that. Yeah, I mean there are there's just there's roster glut, and we've talked about it. We talked about it going up as a trade led on, and they didn't do anything to to fix that. So they're going to have to do some of that in the offseason because, like you said, Mason Win Mason Win may be here. You know, I mean, in technically you know, in theory, Mason Win could be here before we record next time. Uh, probably not, but you know, in a couple of weeks he could be here. Um, that glute strain may have pushed him back a little ways now. Um, you know, you also have guys like, you know, Luke and Baker, you know, which I, I still feel like, I hate to think that Luke and Baker is this year's Moises Gomez, but maybe, um, uh, and we've seen that Gomez has not done quite as much this off season or this, this year as he did last year. And. I imagine he's going to be a guy that's uh, possibly a minor league free agent at the end of the year. I just my yeah. I think if assuming that he's because they added him to the forty man, so I imagine that you know when they're clearing spots, that may be one that they clear. Um. So, I, you know there are, are, are options, but yeah, they got to they got to figure that out because you're right. If if Gorman can play second, you might be able to DH Burleson more often. Um, I know they're never going to lock that DH spot down because, you know, we've got the whole Contreras situation. Yeah. We've got the, you know, giving days off. We saw Goldschmidt there last night, that kind of thing. We saw Arenado there earlier in the week. Um, they're going to still use it to give some some of the big guys gays off. But, you know, Burleson could possibly DH, what, 60, 70% of the time if Gorman's good enough to play second base. Um, that being said with Gorman's back issues, you know, is leaving him at second base the best thing? I don't know. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be a ton of moving parts. I mean, the, the thing that do you see, I don't know. This is going to be stupid. And this is just, this kind of just, uh, <laughs> this whole show has been stupid. Well, it is, coming, it is coming for me. So that's probably par for the course. The, uh, um, do you see a lineup next year that has Wayne Gorman and Walker in it at some point? Or is that too much youth? You know, are they, are no. they, are, are they hesitant to that a little bit? Wynn Gorman and Walker? I bet that's, I bet that's a regular lineup, honestly. So you think, um, you think wins up here early? I think I think wins here opening day. Yes. If I I mean honestly, I, like I said I'm 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 thinking that he's possibly here this year. But even if for some reason he's not, I would I would be really surprised if he's not here opening day. Um yeah. I think that the club I mean they're not going to manipulate him for service time. In fact, part of the part of why they're not bringing him up you know, with the trade of Paul DeYoung was to let him be rookie of the year eligible, right? I mean, that, that feels like, but they never said that, but that's part of the reason. Not all of it, but part of it. And I think, yeah, I think there's going to be, one, there's going to be a lot of excitement around when, and that's going to get people to the ballpark. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that's your regular, regular lineup. It's going to have all those guys in it. Um, and I tell you, with Walker and with Wynn, and then maybe by the end of the year, maybe by the beginning of 2025, uh, Victor Scott too. There's going to be a lot of personality on this team too, which is going to be yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. 
That, I mean, all, that, it, that's all exciting. I, I've just wondered how hesitant they would be to go to go to youth to see that Walker has had his struggles a little bit this yeah, year. Yeah, sure. Um, but still, I, I would like to see that. I mean, it, I wonder their confidence in when if we don't see Edmund maybe moved. Because here's my thing. If Wynn's coming, I don't know if you can keep Donovan Edmund Gorman. Right. And, but I think, and it's a situation where I think I they love Go- Donovan's own base skills leading off, and they love mm-hmm. Gorman because they think that he may be the piece that's going to be the three four five guy. And uh, I, that's why I think that this may be kind of telling to see what they do. Yeah, because they, they, you know, they love Tommy Edmund more than – life itself it seems like it sometimes so um but i agree i mean i i think you're right i think that one of those probably gets included in the trade for the starter um just because they need to and and maybe i mean donovan's gonna be coming off the surgery so you don't know what that does to his value um and edmund's gonna have He's going to have value out there. He's just not going to have that kind of level of value, right? I mean, he's a league average hitter that can play a lot of positions and, and do so well, and he can help your team. But those kind of guys aren't the guys you necessarily make a big point of trading for. So um, so I don't know, but I think you're right. I mean, one of those guys has to go because you don't want to – you don't want it to be – a the Colton Wong situation where a guy comes up and then never gets to play and has to go back to the minors. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. um, when, when comes up, I think they expect him to be the starting shortstop. And we sure. know, you know, that's, that, that is a little bit of the difference between him and Walker is he's not learning a new position. He is playing high level defense at shortstop. And even if he has to play second base, he's played some second base too, but you know, that's still, he knows those positions well and he has good defense at it. Um, which is different from Walker and Gorman having to learn on the job. So there is that. Now, you know, is he going to – what's, what's his back going to do at the major league level? That we'll have to wait and see. But um, it's not like Gorman and Walker, who you knew pretty much knew you were going to hit. And, and I figure when will, he's not going to hit probably 17 home runs like he's done in the minor leagues. But, um, but he's going to bring excitement in. He's going to bring a little bit of that speed back to it. And I, the way this team is lined up to look – not necessarily next year, but like I said, in a year or two with, with those young guys, with Scott probably added into that mix. Um, this could be, this could be a really fun team. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, it, 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 that's the thing is being able to look forward to next year it completely. It, I completely believe they're going to uh, compete. It makes it exciting yeah. to see that some of these guys are coming quickly too. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's, yeah. that, that's kind of softened the blow on, on what, I mean, I truly think it's just being an outlier year. And I mean, this is, I mean, it's remarkable to say that the Cardinals are just going to reload when it is going to be such a young team. You're right. I mean, there are some stalwarts obviously, but there's a lot of youth here. I mean, Dylan Carlson has been around forever. It feels like, and he's only what, 24. Yeah. Um, you know, O'Neill is what? 26, 27, somewhere in there. He's 28. He just turned 28. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of youth on this team. Um, just, and, and it has shifted, even quite noticeably in the last, you know, after this last year, you know, when you get Yachty and Albert gone and now Wainwright 
going to be slipping off. You know, when you you get to what Goldschmidt being thirty eight. And that's about it, right? I mean, Arenado getting into that 32, 33 range, but, um, or maybe he's older than that. I'm never good with ages, but, you know, so many young guys. I, that's that's the Cardinals, right? I mean, yeah. they never they never rebuild. They reload. Um, and even when they have a down year, which this is a really down year, but they've had some other down years in this time, it's not necessarily extended run because they've got so much talent that just kind of continue to just flow up. And with the trades that they've made and hopefully the good draft pick and, you know, if they can start drafting, focusing on drafting and developing pitchers now that this offense is pretty, pretty young and set, um, they've got, you know, there's no reason to think that they're going to be out of it for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely right. That's uh, I I think that we're we're closer than most people think. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've talked about Talonil a little bit here and there with this discussion, but you know, this week we saw twice in the the first two games of the Rays series, O'Neill was listed in the starting lineup and then was scratched a little bit later on because of health issues like knee back whatever the case may be that just didn't feel good about it um you know anytime you see somebody scratch twice in a row it's kind of a weird situation given Tyler O'Neill's history and and how everything goes I don't want to say it became a flashpoint but I think it became a point of discussion um what are your thoughts about that whole situation about Tyler O'Neill kind of backing out of the starting lineup a couple days in a row <laughs> As an O'Neill fan, I, I just I dread when that when he gets scratched because it just it never seems to end. You know, you see what he does at the plate, including last night, and you're just like, uh, you're just like, man, I would love for him to be the everyday left fielder, middle of the lineup guy. His skill set is amazing, but this just continues to happen. And uh, I mean, I I don't know what to think. I mean, I, I it I. I kind of feel like he may be the odd man out just because the organization probably feels the exact same way that we do about it. Yeah. I, I like to think that if the Cardinals were in a race that he wouldn't have backed out this week. I mean, it felt like it was abundance of caution because I mean, you're playing on AstroTurf and how often, how many places have AstroTurf anymore? Um, is that is Tampa Bay the only place? Alan? Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm thinking. Okay, I just uh, want to make sure I hadn't dropped you. Yeah, the uh, give me a minute. I, I'm I not. Mean, I'm not certain. Yeah. I know to be honest with you. I'm thinking that you know most everybody else that has a roof has a retractable roof. Yeah, so they have grass. Um, if there is anybody else, and I'm. Yeah, without a whole bunch of dead air, and, I'll, and maybe I'll just talk so you can think about it. Um, I can't think of any any others. There's not many, one or two at the most. Um, so I get, I get not wanting to risk that because it's different. And he's O'Neill gets gets it on both ways, right? I mean, if he goes out there and gets hurt, then and says, "Well, I wasn't feeling it beforehand, but I wanted to try to play through it," and people are like. Why are you playing through it on a team that's 15 games under 500? Um, but 
if he tries to be proactive about it, that's kind of what we got at the beginning of the year, right? When he, at least seemingly, was trying to protect getting hurt on a send that was pretty ridiculous when you're trying to run on Ronald Kuna Jr. Um, And caused the whole brouhaha. So it feels like to some degree Tyler O'Neill can't win a little bit. Um, You know, that said, he has had a lot of health issues and it kind of almost a little bit like the second coming of JT Drew, right? In St. Louis, you know, the injuries, the people maybe not appreciating what has he done. I don't know. It kind of has those kind of feels to it. Yeah, that actually, I had never thought about that. But a lot of the disappointment feels exactly the same. I mean, I, that's what my deal with Drew. I was just like, man, this guy just never came to play. Um, I'm not so certain I feel that way about O'Neal, but the, the comparison is definitely there. Um, and, you know, it, it just makes it worse when he goes out and, and performs. Mm-hmm. You're like, man. You know what I mean? He's your he's your best option. I mean, he's your best outfielder, your best outfield throwing arm, um, best power, speed, skill set. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, you're. Since he came back off the injured list, he's played. You know, there's been sixteen. He's played in sixteen games, started fifteen of them. If you projected what he's done over 162 games, which again, small sample size, really, but still. It's a 40 double 30 home run, you know, of course, 152 strikeouts, but, you know, in 10 steals. I mean, that's a productive year, right? Two, hit 263 or something in that spot. If he could do that for a full season, I mean, we saw that a little bit in that in that MVP level year uh, a couple of years back. It's just getting him on the field to do it. So I feel like. Well, I mean, if they traded this offseason, at least I'm going to really be paying attention to the the young minor league pitching project that they get back, I guess. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to compare to J.D. Drew. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I, I had never once thought of that comparison, by the way. And I'm uh, like, that yeah. almost feels worse because he was one of those guys that was one of my biggest disappointments just because – I mean, you know, you had the whole draft brouhaha where he didn't mm-hmm. go. And in college that year, he was just an elite hitter. And when they got him, I was like, this is going to be amazing. And now I don't know if I can look at O'Neill in any other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. it's pretty difficult. <laughs> sorry to ruin that for you. I did not yeah, mean that. Wow. So, yeah. Um, but I think that, I mean, I don't know. It's not a, you know, it's not perfect comparison. And I do think except for these scratches this week, I feel like there was a lot more with JD drew of, well, even Tony LaRusa comes along, right. And saying that, you know, he's out for hangnail or stuff like that. I mean, that it was, it felt a lot less like there was significant issues and more nagging issues that you're, like you said, you've got to pl- learn how to play through pain or whatever. Um, O'Neill's been out for, I mean, he's gone on the injured list, right? I mean, he's not necessarily just sat out a lot of days. Yeah. So there is a little bit of difference there. But, I mean, I get, you know, there's a little bit of comparison, too. I mean, because I do think sometimes the injuries overshadow what what Tyler O'Neill has done in in the major leagues. Um, and it's easy to do. I mean, because you don't see him very much. I mean, it's, it, you know, when he's getting hurt all the time, you, you don't get those 40 home run seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and what and what could be, especially when you see guys stealing forty faces again. What 
what could be out of a player like that. I mean, it, it just makes it more frustrating that he's not in the lineup more often. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? Hopefully he play. like I said, we're you know, yeah. out of, out of uh, Tampa Bay. So hopefully he plays the rest of the year. And, and I think that again, if nothing else, a good strong finish to the season lets people know that he's healthy yeah. going into next year. And that, you know, is a valuable thing on the trade market. I don't think, you know, I think everybody knows what Tyler O'Neill can do. Like you said, you know, you don't, people look at all the underlying numbers and all that kind of stuff, and they don't necessarily worry about what's happening on the field. So, um, so I think as long as he can prove that, you know, he can stay healthy or is healthy at the end of the year, then I think that ups his trade value, whether that's the way they go or not. I don't know. Yeah. Agreed. The, uh, I, I would personally like to see him as a starting left fielder next year. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Yep. Well, we, we shall see. Um, lots of lots of time in between now and then. Anything else this week? Again, we kind of mentioned Levertor's pitching performance, which was great. Um, it was, like you said, it was very interesting to compare how they treated Matthew Libertor and how they treated Miles Michaelis just a few days before, right? Um, they they let him go 100 inning, 100, 101, I guess, pitches in through the eighth inning, which uh, I'm almost a little surprised he didn't take the ninth, but that's probably go a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, is that, was that because of the extra motivation of facing Tampa Bay and Randy Rosarena and all that, or, and, or is that what we can expect? I don't want to say eight innings to shut out ball, but can we expect a little bit more consistent Libertor going forward? Do you think? Yeah, I, I would hope so. Um, that's, I mean, we, we really haven't seen what he can, what he can be at all at any point, really. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say skeptical, but we'll see, see the rebound. I mean, that was a good lineup. He held down. So uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But at least I feel like he's going to get a shot, which he hasn't really truly gotten at, at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think the idea they kind of told them, told him at the end of the, yeah, at the trade deadline, that you look, you're going to pitch every fifth day now. Uh, I think that's only got to be good for him to be able to know that even if he has a bad outing, he's not you know going right back to Memphis. Yeah. Completely agree. That's uh, and that 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 weighs on just about everybody. You know the uh, um, we've seen that we've seen the Cardinals mishandle a lot of those to where we feel like if David, if you would take the reins off a little bit and show a little bit and show some faith, that you would be in a lot better situation. And and they seem to fumble those quite a bit. I do hope that this, you know, again, this one of the silver linings. Of this is they get two months of major league time to experiment, right? They can leave Libertor out there. They can, you know, let Walker play outfield every day. They can, um, you know, if they want to bring up Mason win, they can, and, and not worry about the results, keeping them out of the playoffs or, you know, how does this look for the play, all that kind of stuff. They can just try things out. And I hope they do. I hope they, I know Ollie Marmol had this quote earlier this week about, yeah, the players aren't giving up and they want to get to 500 with a couple weeks and see what's that's great. Fine. I guess you probably have to have that kind of mindset of sure of, you know, we're going out there to win every game, but I also hope that there's it's tempered 
not only from you know front office and management point of view of okay we're going to try this guy out or we're going to give him a little bit more of a rope in a tough situation that if we really needed to win this ball game we're bringing in the reliever uh, all that kind of stuff I, I hope they were more open to trying some things out and I think so far like I said with Libertor being up there with them you know with them using Dakota Hudson you know and and that I, I mean is for you know Hudson's responded to some degree um all that makes me feel like they're at least using this time somewhat wisely yeah take advantage of it run with it I feel like it's benefited Matt's um, and, uh, maybe you can find, I, I think you're going to, uh, well, that's going to sound silly, but, uh, I feel like the catching situation is still going to be a question all in, in all through the off season, but the, yeah, I mean, take advantage. It, I mean, earn the spot, you know, go yeah. out compete and, and show that, uh, that, uh, that you can move the needle a little bit. And that, that would be the main benefit of, of what they have going on now. Do you think, speaking of the catcher situation, just as a, throw away um andrew kisner has done enough to raise his value to be have value if you put him into into a package he's obviously not in a headliner or anything like that but he's a young catcher that his bat has come around but there's just no way the cardinals can go into next season with three catchers right i mean kisner seems to be the odd man out yeah yeah i i would think so um yeah, I'm not sure. I just feel like the Kisners are a diamond doves and, and they mean more to the ball, to your ball club than they do to anybody else. And, yeah. you know, at this, we've gotten to the point where I worry that Herrera is just odd man out and that Kisner will be here for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, as far to answer your question, I'm not sure. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not positive that it's going to be like, hey, look, there's, there's some upside here. Or if it's uh, the Cardinals, be like, well, he means more to us than he's going to bring back in the market, so let's keep him. I mean, I really don't know the answer to that. Yeah, he's got almost one one baseball reference WAR this year, um, which is good. An OPS of 103, so he's you know, and a catcher. I mean, that's that's something, right? I mean, yeah. 28. Um, you know, that said. You could. There's an argument that okay, if if Herrera brings back more value, and all you're looking for, you know, like maybe Herrera's too good to be a backup catcher, but you've got yeah. Contreras for at least another year or two, probably as your main catcher, especially if you want to use somebody like Burleson in the DH spot. So, you know, do you trade Herrera and let Kisner be the backup instead of, you know? not using Herrera to the fullest advantage. I, I don't know. I don't know how they go about that. Yeah. That, that's going to be interesting to watch this off season because I, I, they, they better handle this with kids gloves because they've made Contreras out to be the villain. And that's just not the case. You know what I mean? I feel like his bat has got me, has me equal as excited for next year as just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but they pinned him in this corner that he just can't catch. And that's I, – I don't know how true that is. And so they're going to have to handle this and either show him some support or I, I worry about their ability to sign off uh, our free agents in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's – the good thing for the Cardinals is they don't need to go out and sign starting hitters because I yeah. think that's the most relevant – this whole situation is most relevant to them. If you start a starter, especially a 
top notch start. They know they're going to start, right? I mean, they're not they're not worried about that too much, at least in their first year. Um, maybe they should be after you know, but you know, if you're signing somebody in the Stephen Matz area, that's a different story. And I think those people, those kind of guys, might be a little bit hesitant. But I mean, if you're going out to try to sign up Snell or Nola or something like that, or Giolito or somebody like that, I don't think they're concerned about going immediately to the bullpen in their first year. Um, I think they're, so I think that's somewhat, yeah. but, um, but you know, with Matt's, you know, I kind of did that a little bit with him last year. And then of course this year and then back in the bullpen, you know, maybe that does sit in the back of some people's minds, especially if they have now, again, most of the, if, if you want a pitcher and you don't have to worry about it, you, you, you pitch, you give them all the money. Right. I mean, look, I mean, the Mets probably are not going to have any problem signing pitchers, even though, you know, the Scherzer and Verlander experiment didn't go quite as well because they're going to throw a whole lot of money at them. And if they want, if somebody's like, okay, well, I can do a lot of, I, I can deal with a lot of things for, you know, 30 million a year. Um, so it may just be that the Cardinals have added a Cardinal tax to some of their um, negotiations with some of these players um, that they're going to have to go a little bit higher to, to, Sage the risk of, you know, the, the the role change. Yeah, that make any sense? No, I agree. I agree. It's uh, it it's. I'm not. It, it my mind is kind of racing on all those things just because mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I I'm just I'm not real certain. I, I'm. It's tough to talk right now because I I do feel like there's going to be a significant roster move. Uh, we know they're going to bring in pitching, and we know they're going to do other things. But any any question that you have, I keep going back to the fact that are th- is this going to be the roster we think it's going to be, or is there going to be more wholesale changes? Because I, th- I don't know if they want to convince themselves that this is the everyday lineup and whatnot. So, so I really don't know how much the rules are going to affect this and that, or if they're going to – you know, maybe make moves to accommodate that more, more so. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just not certain. Yeah. There, there is definitely some uncertainty, even for all the fact that this roster, especially the lineup looks kind of locked down. You're right. When you start talking about trades and what it's going to cost to bring somebody in, that's probably got a chance to create a hole, right? I mean, it's not going to be a Goldschmidt Arenado situation where you can kind of trade out of the spare parts. Um, it may, it may take a big, you know, you may have to go fill something because you've had to move a, a Gorman or a Donovan or something like that. Um, I don't know. We, we shall see. So anything else from this week that struck your eye? I know we weren't sure we'd make it an hour here. We are getting close to it, but um, is there anything else that you thought we should talk about this week? Uh, you know what? I think we covered just about everything. We went a little deeper than I kind of thought we would, honestly, with, with it being a Monday off day. And then, you know, the, the quick series in, uh, in, uh, in Kansas city. We, I mean, we're, we're going to miss one game this week just because of the, uh, the, the oddity of the scheduling. So, yeah. you know, the, uh, not, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, uh, things to talk about when you're not in a pennant race in a short week. No Sunday off day, which is, only the second Absurd. weirdest thing. Yeah. I can't stand that. But, you know, it's only the second weirdest thing that they've had this year after yeah, the double off day. So, yeah. um, and it's, you know, it's Kansas city has a better figure. They'd have a better, uh, draw on 
Friday than they would on Sunday. And it's just, I don't know why if you're going to, and it's again, I'm never be, I'm not a big fan of this balanced schedule. I'm still not. I don't think it's the panacea that a lot of people did. And it's led to some weird things like this, like the fact that the Cardinals were done with the Cubs before August. And I think we'll be again next year. Yeah. Which doesn't seem right. Right. I mean, that just, you know, but, but also if you're going to schedule two game series, don't do them on the weekends. Right. If the Cardinals and Cardinals and, and um, Royals need to play on a weekend, you know, make it a three game series or something like that. And, and I don't, you know, I don't know how that, that's going to mess everything up, but you know, put two game series in the middle of the week. Don't put them on the weekends. That's just, wrong because otherwise if you know it would have been either that or they would have had a friday day off they would have the friday or a sunday having this two game series there so um yeah i i it didn't make a lot of sense no no and it's uh, the schedule has been so odd and i hope that it's not like this every year now considering that you play everybody yeah i i mean and of course this year had a little bit of a wrinkle with the london series but um which you don't have next year uh, but you do have then the the game in Alabama, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, which is a little bit because there I think there's an off day somewhere around that. That's weird. Uh, you know, either right like they go to Alabama and then have an off day, and then finish the series. And say, so I think it's like a Thursday for that game, and then off on a Friday and Saturday and Sunday, something like that. I don't remember exactly, but um, I I do think that of course there's always been quirks to the schedule, but. I do think this balance schedule is creating more of them. Um, and it makes it harder to you know, make up a game too. Yeah. If, if that happens. So anyway, all right, well, Alan, I'll probably be back next week. We never know. Uh, it depends on what we find <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. Uh, also probably try to do a, a question, you know, a mailbag question, if you were of a show, I know it works very well for the Cardinals off day guys. They get tons of questions in. I think with we we usually get two or three. Um, so if you've got a question for Al and I to, to do a show with, drop them in the Twitter, drop them in the Discord, drop them somewhere. Let let us know, and we'll do a show when we get enough of them. So, um, but until next time, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. Right now, their leading hitter all time against the Cardinals in postseason play at the plate. Beltron has murdered Cardinal pitching over the last two postseasons that he's played against him. Here tonight, he has doubled and scored. He's flied to left. He's uh, grounded out, and he's walked. Bases loaded, two out. Cardinals up by two in the pitch. Fastball, Steve Wright gone. Beltron during the regular season with 41 home runs had 116 runs batted in. He has three home runs in this series. He's at the plate with the bases loaded, a two down, the pitch. Curveball swinging a tap foul, and the Cardinals are one strike away from going to Detroit and the 2006 World Series. Adam Wainwright gets a new baseball. Rubs it up, stands on, looks in with the bases loaded, two out. Cardinals leading three to one here in the bottom of the ninth inning. One of the most dangerous hitters in the business at the plate, Carlos Beltran. He is ready, so is Wainwright. The 0-2 delivery. 
curve struck him out looking. The Cardinals are going to Michigan to take on the Tigers. They mob, they mob Adam Wainwright on the mound. They are National League champions and headed for Detroit as they mob the pitcher. And now Yadier Molina, in comes the bullpenners to a pile on. The Cardinals have won this game 3-1 to one on a two-run home run by their catcher, Yadier Molina, and they're still out on the uh, infield celebrating. What, what a ball game this has been.